I don't know. Oh, seriously, just get me a bed. Good evening. We are learning Masechet's Rosh Hashanah, Daf Yud. Just so that you know, by the time we get to Daf Lamed Dalid, we will have learned 25% of all of Shas. So we are making our way. We're in the 22% or 21%, somewhere around there. I don't know exactly. Um, Baruch Hashem, we are moving along about a third of the way done. About a, what is this, a third? Fourth of the way done with the Masechta? 35 blocks. Yeah, are, you, are you planning the seam? Okay, fine. Thank you very much for taking it off my plate. Yeah, it'll be great. Okay, Baruch Hashem. So we're starting at the bottom of Dav Tessim at Bays. Oh, yeah. No, Shabbos will be over like 6 at 5.30. So we're starting uh, four lines from the bottom, and we're going to be learning more about the sugya of Yovel. Let's say that a person plants a tree right before, uh, right before the Shemitah year. So as a general rule, if you were to plant something during the Shemitah year, you would have to uproot it, tear it out of the ground. You're not allowed to let it grow. What if you planted something a little bit beforehand? How far before do you have to plant it to make the assumption that it would have rooted to the point that it's considered previous year and not the year of Shemitah. So that's a discussion of the Gemara. The Gemara says, Tanu Rabbana, it's a Tosefta. The Tosefta reads as follows. Echad Hanotea, a person who plants. Echad Hamavrich. To be Mavrich, Rashi here points out, that's where a person takes a branch and they bend it down in a way where it goes into the ground and they make it come out again. Apparently, with some kinds of trees, this could end up being another tree, although all connected. Someone who does grafting, which is something that we're more familiar with now, but they even did this then, where they would take the branch of one tree and cut the, the initial tree and then merge them together, which is effectively what we do, which is grafting. And if you did so on Erev Shvi, so what's the line in the sand? So just, someone say something? Sorry. If that's, why is that the line? Uh, only certain things are <coughs> different types of vegetation. But if you take a uh, orange tree X and orange tree Y, then no, it has to be different types. So it says the Gemara, Shloshim Yom Lifnei Rosh Hashanah. If you are 30 days or more before the turn of the year, so it's Rosh Chodesh Elul, effectively, a month before. Also, Lo Shana. First of all, you should just know that this counts as year one for Orla. We know that Orla is fruits that you are not allowed to eat in its first three years. And we said that the Rosh Hashanah for Orla is Tishrei. This olive Tishrei. So says the Gemara. If you plant a tree 30 days prior, 30 days plus prior to Rosh Hashanah, so then that counts as year one of your Orla, even though it's only 30 days. It's a partial of the year, but Mixas Hashanah Kekula, effectively, we're used to Mixas Hayom Kekula. We'll be discussing this more at length today. But the Gemara says that also uh, Loshana, it counts as a year. And as well, Umutr Lakaiman Bishvis, this is not the kind of tree that you would need to tear down. So if I have a tree in front of my house, that's actually on my neighbor's property, but let's say that, uh, that it grows fruits. I don't have to tear it down. It's been like, it's been there for 40 years. It's, the tree's fine. It's, all, it's 80 feet tall. It's, the girth is like five feet wide. It's a huge tree. It's not going, I don't have to tear it down. But if I planted a new tree within 20, 30 days of, of Rosh Hashanah, if it's not yet 30 days out, so then you have to tear it out of the ground. But here says the Gemara, 30 plus days is considered enough time for it to root. And if the tree roots in the ground, then you're good to go, and it is not a problem of shviz. However, pachos mishloshim yom lifnei rosh hashanah within thirty days lo also lo shana. So thirty days is the line. If it's less than thirty days until rosh hashanah, then it is not considered to be a year of orla. It's year zero and not year one. 
And the Asr, the Kaim and Bishvish, you're not even allowed to let them stay. You have to uproot them during the Shemitah year. And on the top of Yudamar Aleph, this Tosefta continues. Uperos Natiya, the fruits of the tree that you planted, even the one that you planted beyond 30 days, let's say you did it two months out, Asurin Ad Tubishvat. And we have a seemingly a, some type of injunction that we're not allowed to benefit from the fruits of this tree that was planted, let's call it 31 days prior, that you're not allowed to benefit from. Imla Orla Orla. If the year prior would have been the third year of Orla, then here in year four, we would still treat it as Orla until Tubishvat. Imla Revai, Revai. And if um, the concern was year four. We know that in year four of an orla tree, one is allowed to eat the fruits, but only in Yerushalayim. It's called Neta Revai. And the halacha is that it has to be eaten only there. So if year four was a Yerushalayim year where you could eat the orla there, so says the Tosefta, then that year until Tubishvad, really it's year five uh, because we've gone over Rosh Hashanah. But that, that applies in a case where the tree was planted like this, very, very close, 31 days, let's call it prior to Rosh Hashanah. Where do we know this from? In Nohanimi, the second line of Daf Yudam Aleph, says the Gemara, Amar of Bar Abba, Amar of Yochanan. So that this is going very early Amoraim. However, Umatuba Mishmed Rav Some say that it was really in the name of Rav So a discussion about not so much the integrity of this comment, but about the authorship of this comment. Amar Kra, the Pasuk has two different references to years. Now, this isn't an exact quote, but the Gemara here is trying to uh, pick on the Psukim to say that it says both, so what does that mean? There are times that even in the fourth year, we're still going to have a prohibition of Orla. That's our case. That's our Tosefta, which is a case where the tree was planted 31 days before. So in its fourth year, from Aleph Tishrei in year four until Tubishvat, we still treat it with the Halachos of Orla. And sometimes even in the fifth year, we still have the Adayin Asura Mishum Ravai, that you're not allowed to treat it like a regular food that you can eat at home. You still need to bring it to Shalim, even though it's the fifth year. And then the Gemara says, and with this, we'll carry about an Ahmed's worth of Gemara. <clears throat> the Gemara says, Lema, maybe we should say that our Tosefta, which discusses 30 days as the line in the sand, where we, would sit, where we would say that, yes, it has rooted if it's 30 plus days away from Rosh Hashanah, or no, it has not if it's 29 or less. That must be Lema de Loki Rav Meir. It has to be that that is not like the Shita of Rav Meir. Why? Because the ear of Meir, if it is Rav Meir, what does Rav Meir say? We're one third of the way down, almost halfway down on Yerman Aleph. Ha'amar, he says, Yom Echad B'Shana Chashuv Shana. He says that one day of the year, can be given the value of a year. Now, if Rav Meir holds that one day of the year is considered to be valued of a year, so then why does the Tosefta say that 30 days is the breaking point for planting a tree so that it's one that doesn't need to be uprooted during the Shemitah year? If Rav Meir really holds that one day is sufficient, so then he can't be the author of the Tosefta, he can't be in agreement with the Tosefta because the Tosefta doesn't say like Rav Meir that it should be one day, but rather that it should be 30 days. And what's the source that shows us Rav Meir's shita that he holds that Yom Echad that one day of the year in certain halachic frames can be equivalent to a year? Ditanya. The Brisa writes, Par Ha'amur B'Torah Whenever we see that a par needs to be brought in the Torah, we typically assume that it's three years, that it has to be three years old. How does Rav Meir spin that? Ben Esrim Ve'arba Chodesh Ve'yom Echad Divrei Rav Meir, 24 months, two full years, plus 
one day. What does that show us? That if it's true that an animal that's a par in the Torah, when referenced to Stam, that it has to be three years old before it's brought. And if Rav Meir says that it's 24 months plus a day, so the first two years are done, completely check the box. So that next day, once one day is completed, there's one day. We consider that to be three years. What do we see from Rav Meir? That one day is equivalent to a year. That's the sheet of Rav Meir. His counterpart, Rebbe Lazar, halfway down in Yudam and Rebbe Lazar, Omer, Ben Esrim, Ve'arba, Chodesh, Ve'lamed Yom. He says it's 24 months plus 30 more days. He says it's not so simple. One day is not really considered a year. Shahaya Rav Meir, Omer, Rav Meir, Shita, in regards to the one month, the one day is equal to a year. What does he say? Whenever the Torah refers to an egel, that animal, Ben Shana has to be a year old. Ben Bakar, if it's the child of a Bakar of cattle. Ben Shtaim, it has to be two. Par, if it's, a, if it's the par itself, a cow. Ben Shalosh. So that's where our question mark goes, which is how can Rav Meir be like our Mishnah? That was what we said. Lema, that our Tosefta is not like Rav Meir, because what did our Tosefta say on the bottom of Testament base? Our Tosefta said that the way we determine whether or not a tree is rooted, in the ground as it relates to Shemitah, <clears throat> as if it's been 30 days. But if we held like Rav Meir, Rav Meir holds that one day is equivalent to the year. So he should have said on Lamed Elul or Chavtes Elul, whatever the last day of Elul is, depending on how Rosh Chodesh was, uh, was set. So maybe we should say, as long as you planted that one day earlier, you're good to go. So obviously, our Tosefta, which says uh, 30 days, can't be like Rav Meir, who says uh, one day. So therefore, says the Gemara, six, seven lines from the bottom of Yudam Meir. we could even say that our Tosefta follows like the Shita of Rav Meir. Why? When do we say that Rav Meir is of the opinion that one day at times has the halachic equivalence to a year? That's only true, Bisof Shana. That's only true at the end of a year. So for example, in the third year of Orla, we can treat one day as a year. But to start the count, which is what Arto Sefta is talking about. Remember what we're trying to do. Remember what Arto Sefta said is also lo shana, that it's considered if you planted it 31 days before Rosh Hashanah, also lo shana, it's considered a year of Orla. Which year of Orla is that counted as? That's year one. So Rav Meir says, no, I'm not saying that Yom Echad that one day is equivalent to a year when you're beginning account, only when you're ending account. Amar Rava, that's ridiculous. Rava says, respectfully, Rava says that's not correct. Balav Kalvachomer, who I could argue the exact opposite way based on a Kalvachomer. This is a very subtle argument, says the Gemara as follows. As a frame before we discuss this, we can't get confused with the nida as to how the Gemara refers to it and the way that we keep Hilchos nida. The nida based on the Psukim and Chumash is when a woman sees blood, after seven days, she can go to the mikvah. We don't do that. We are concerned about the possibility that if a woman sees blood for multiple days in a row, that she might not just be a nida, she might also be a Zava Gedola. And a Zavagadola is obligated in Sheva Nakim, in seven clean days. So the way that our halachos have developed for Hilchos Nida is that from the time a woman sees Dam, she waits five days for the period itself, and then we add seven clean days. But that's not what the Psukim and Chumash say. We, are, we do that out of concern of Zavagadola. But Psukim and Chumash say that after day seven, from the time she saw blood, on day eight, she can go to the mikvah free and clear, no problem. With that as a framing, with the Torah's understanding of 
with the Pesukim and how we look at Nida, not the way we keep it today. Uma Nida, just like a Nida, that that day at the end, the seventh day, we don't say that that day is considered Miksas Hayom Kikulo. A woman wakes up, it's the seventh day she wakes up. Great, Miksas Hayom Kikulo, go jump in the water. All is well. No, we don't say that. Yet we say, but at the end, of the first day, we do say that, namely, if a woman uh, uh, got her period five minutes before Shkia, we consider that day one of the count of her of her nida. So it says the Gemara, Shana a year, Shayom Echad Ola a year where even one day at the end of the year does count. Eino Din, wouldn't it automatically be the case? Shayom Echad Ola And this then rejects the Shita uh, that we tried to say in the name of Rav Meir. Let's just get, uh, get our bearings. We said in the Tosefta that it's 30 days prior in order to determine uh, that something is, uh, is also low as it relates to the years of Orla or that uh, as it relates to um, Shemitah, that it is considered to be rooted in the ground. And then we asked, obviously, if 30 days is the measure, it can't be Rav Meir. And then we said, no, it could even be Rav Meir because Rav Meir was only talking about one day uh, being a year at the end of the count. Rabbah says, based on a Kalvachomer from Nida, that can't be. And what that means is that we're in a place right now where our Mishnah is not like Rav Meir. So says the Gemara on the top of Yudamid Beis, Ve'elamai, Rebbe Lazar. What you're going to say that our Mishnah is like his counterpart who says that we need to add 30 days? That's impossible. Shloshim vishloshim boy. He would need 60 days, 30 for the rooting, for the rooting of the plants, and then an additional 30 because he considers 30 to be uh, representative of a year. It's none because we have a bright, we have a Mishnah. What does the Mishnah say? The Mishnah says, similar to what we saw in the Tosefta with which we started, but not identical. A notin vein mavrichin vein markivin erev shvis. One is not allowed to plant. One is not allowed to bend a branch under the ground and let it come out in another location to regrow. Vein markivin, no grafting on erev shvis. Pachos milamed yom lifnei Rosh Hashanah. Within 30 days, you're not allowed. Ve'im nata vehivrich vehirkiv. Yaakor, if you did any of these malachos, if you um, planted or if you bent the branch into the ground and brought it out in a new location or grafted, the halacha is yaakor, it had to be uprooted because you're within 30 days. So that's the that's one shita. We take out the words divi Rebbe Lazar. No, it's not 30 days. It only takes three days for roots to begin, and anything that doesn't begin to root within three days, it's not going to root. That's Shita number two. Shita number three in the Mishnah, six, seven lines down. Two full weeks. Two full weeks is the amount of time that it takes for something to root, and if it doesn't start rooting by then, you're done. You don't have to worry about it. That's all in the Mishnah. Comes along the Amorim. According to the Shita that says that it takes 30 days in order for the, for the tree to root, we need 30 for the we need 30 for the rooting for the plant to actually take. And then we need an additional 30 days to be representative of what would be the next year. And according to the Shita that says that it's really only three days, that's the Shita of Yehuda, the most lenient of all Shitas. According to him, then it should be 33 days. He says, three days for the rooting and 30 days for that to be considered a year, at least 30 days prior to Tishrei. And the Dibre Homer based Shabbosos, according to the Shita, Reb Yossi and Reb Shimon, who says that rooting of a tree takes two weeks. 
then how long does it have to be prior to Rosh Hashanah in order for it to be considered a year of Orla? And in order for us to not need to uproot it on the holiday, uh, on the on the year of Shemitah. So then he says it must be then it has to be two weeks. It has to be 14 days plus 30 days prior. So it has to be 44 days prior to, uh, to the Shemitah year. The Inami Kribi Huda, even if you want to say like the most lenient Shita, still, Svirale Gimelushloshim Bay, it would still be the case that we need 33 days. So, question mark. The Gemara says, if that, if what you're saying is true, that our Mishnah, our Tosef does not like Rav Meir, you, you still can't say that it's like Rav Elazar. Because according to Rabbi Eliezer, he would need a minimum of 30 days on top of however long it takes for the trees to root prior to Rosh Hashanah. So says the Gemara, you're absolutely right, one third of the way down. <clears throat> and we're going to be wrapping up to the top of Yud Aleph Amad Aleph because that blot is a little bit of a longer blot, at least that first Amud. Elololam says the Gemara, one third of the way down. Let's go back to our original answer. Really, our Tosefta is Rav Meir. Really, really, Rav Meir does hold that one day is sufficient to be representative of a year. And even if you were one day prior to Rosh Hashanah, Chavtes Elul, the halacha is that if you plant something, in theory, in theory at least, it should count as your first year of Orla. But there is a technical problem, which is that it hasn't rooted yet. It's not a problem of Shemitah per se, because we need, sorry, it is only a problem of Shemitah in that we need it to root, but one day is considered to be one year. Yehachi says the Gemara, if that's true, then Lamed Aleph Ba'e. If that's true, then why does our Tosefta, Tosefta say that we need 30 days? If Rav Meir's right that we need one day to be representative of a year and 30 days prior to Rosh Hashanah for the tree to take, then our Tosefta at the bottom of Testament base should have said we needed 31 days and not 30, 30 for the time for it to, uh, to absorb into the ground and one day to be representative of the year. So says the Gemara, Rav Meir has a big kula, kasavar. what does he hold? Yom Lamed, the 30th day is Ola Lakanu Lakan. The 30th day is counted in two different directions. First, it's counted as day 30 of the amount of time it takes to root. And secondly, day 30 is counted as the one day that's representative of the final day of the year, therefore allowing that one day to create for the year one of Orla, and therefore the answer still works. And this brings us, says the Gemara, to try and understand the machlokas of Rav Meir and Rav Elazar still more. Rav Meir was of the opinion that at times, under certain circumstances, that one day could be representative of the year. And the way that they, this that Rav Meir was sharing this with us is that if there were to have been one day of a rooted tree prior to the Shemitah year, then that's considered okay, no problem at all. And Rav Meir and Rabbi Eliezer was of the opinion that we need 30 days to be representative of the year. What are they arguing about? What's the Nekudas HaMachlokas between Rav Meir, who holds that one day is representative of a year, and Rabbi Eliezer, who holds that 30 days is representative of the year? So Amar Rav Yochanan v'shnehem darshu. They both hold that we're talking about one pasuk. What is the Pasuk? It was one, and 600 years. The Pasuk in Sefer Bracious in regards to Parshas Noah. Now, the way the Pasuk is phrased is one, and in the first of the month. Rav Meir Savar, 
We see that there's a reference to even only one day. And in the same Pasuk, it speaks about a year. It's word association. If the Pasuk says day and year in the same Pasuk, so Rav Meir says dayenu, that's enough for me to say that at times, even one day can be representative of one year. Now, in argument of this shita, what would Rabbi Eliezer say? What would his counterpart say? The other one would say, Rabbi Eliezer would say that Iksiv, had it been that the Pasuk was worded differently, that the Achas was not before the Sheshmeos, that what, what do we have? Iksiv b'sheshmeos ve'achas b'shana. Had it been that it was 601 Kiddika Amras, I would agree with you. But that's not what the Pasuk says, uh, argues Rabbi Eliezer. Where it says that there's year one, it was really only one day, but the word, the, the year of Achas was not near the word Shana, then the Shana, the word Shana is only connected to 600, but it's disconnected from Achas. And therefore, we can't learn that the one day of that 601st year is considered to be a Shana because it's dissociated from the actual word of Shana. And Shesh, uh, yes, and then my Achas, what then? According to Rabbi Eliezer, does the word Achas mean? Atchalta, the Achas Kamar, just saying, it's the beginning of the first year. That's all. It was just telling us a historical fact that it was in the beginning of the first year, but not meant to teach me anything else. And all of that was uh, the way Rabbi Meir explained himself and how Rabbi Eliezer would respond. But what was Rabbi Eliezer's Svara? How did Rabbi Eliezer get to 30? So Rabbi Eliezer says the reason that he knows that 30 days is the requisite amount of days prior to Shemitah that something needs to root is from the following. Two-thirds, three-fourths of the way down on Yudam at Beis. Rabbi Eliezer, my taima. What is the reason why he holds that 30 days is the measure prior to Shemitah? Because the Pasuk says, Berishon be'echad lachodesh. And the first, on the first of the month. Because we see that there is one day that's referenced in the context of Chodesh, so therefore says the Gemara, I do agree that sometimes one day is representative of more than one day, and it may well be representative of one month. And because the components of a month are broken down into days, and therefore one day can be representative of a month. The same is true for a year. The components of a, of a year is months. And therefore, 30 days is a month. And it can therefore be that 30 days is representative of a year. A month is counted by its parts. And a year is counted by, a part, by its parts. So according to Rav Meir, when we talk about one day, because one day are the parts that make up a month, therefore one day at times can be representative of a month. But because the components that comprise a year are months themselves and not days, therefore we can allow a month to be representative of a year, which is 30 days. And that brings us to a new and quick brisa, which will bring us to the top of the page, and then we'll stop. Says the Gemara Tanya, the brisa writes, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, B'tishrei Nivra Ha'olam, that the world was created in the month of Tishrei. As well, B'tishrei Noldu Avos, B'tishrei Mesu Avos. In Tishrei, the forefathers were born, and in Tishrei, they died. But Pesach Nolad Yitzchak, Yitzchak was born around Pesach season. The Rosh Hashanah, Nifkida Sara Rachel Bechana, that the Imahos, they were davening on Rosh Hashanah, and that was when they were Nifkida, that was when they got the Zchus, that they, they were the, the, the Din. Uh, or what's the Pasuk? Nifkad, the Fanecha Kolchai? Can't remember right now. Something in uh, Unasana Tokef, no? 
I should know this. I don't remember. Okay. So it says the Gemara that on Rosh Hashanah, they were guaranteed to be, to conceive. The Rosh Hashanah, Yatza Yosef mi surin. And on Rosh Hashanah, Yosef got out of jail. But Rosh Hashanah, Batla Avodah me Avosene be Mitzrayim, top of Yod Aleph, that they ended up, uh, they ended up uh, not having to do um, avoda, and this was as Rashi highlights. Take a look at the second Rashi. Who knew? A beautiful uh, Gemara. Six months prior to Yitzias Mitzrayim, the Jewish people no longer had to do the avoda. Unbelievable. Anyway, it says the Gemara that Benisa Nigalu and Betishrei Asidin Ligoel. In Nisan, the Jews exited Egypt. That's Mefurash Pesukim and Chomesh, that we know. And in the future, says this Shita in the Brisa, which is the Shita of Rabbi Eliezer, he says that it will be in the month of Tishrei that we will be redeemed. But all of this, all of these Shitas of Tishrei and Pesach and Rosh Hashanah, all of this is the sheet of Rabbi Eliezer. With some slight differences, Rabbi Yoshua argues. Rabbi Yoshua on Yod Aleph, Amid Aleph on the second line writes, Omer ben Nisan olam. No, the world was not created in Tishrei. It was created in Nisan. Ben Nisan noldu avos, ben Nisan mesu avos. Very different, six months apart. He holds, unlike his counterpart, that in Nisan is when the avos of the forefathers were born and that they died in, in Nisan as well. The Pesach no la Yitzhak, there he agrees with Rabbi Eliezer. The Rosh Hashanah Nifka the Sarah Rachel Vachana, that that was the day upon which they were given the bracha that they would have children. The Rosh Hashanah Yatza Yosef mi Asurin, there as well, he agrees. And the Rosh Hashanah Batla Avodam Yavoseinu be Mitzrayim, that the Jewish people, they were able to cancel out their Avoda in Mitzrayim uh, six months uh, before. Benisa Nigalu, and here's a difference. Benisa Nasidin Ligal. This is the line that we see quoted more regularly. Benisan Nigalu, that the Jews exited Mitzrayim at that time, and Benisan Asid and Ligoel, that the Jews would end up leaving Egypt during that very same month. So we already passed Tishrei for this year. So let's hope we Paskin like, like Rabbi Yoshua. I don't know if we Paskin like him in general, but this uh, hopefully will be true because Nisan is upon us before Tishrei. We'll stop right here at this next Tanya, about eight lines down on Yudalaf and Aleph, wishing you all a beautiful night.